Welcome back to another Youth Centered Podcast. This is one that we've been trying to schedule for a while, but my two guests are just extremely busy with their uh, personal life, school life, and uh, sports life. I have with us today, we have Jack J.Mo Morin, and we have Jackson the Burb Burbrick. These two are members of our championship, Super 8 championship baseball team last spring. And we've been trying to get together to talk about what, what was that run all like or whatever. And both of these guys are seniors at the high school now. So as juniors, they won the Super 8. And they've got a lot to say about last year's team as well as what they see with the baseball program this year. So first of all, fellas, thank you for coming on the Youth Centered Podcast. Uh, thank you for having us. Uh, it's nice to be here, Rick. All right. So I know you guys are extremely popular up at North End of a high school, but for our listeners that aren't high school kids, can you give us a little bio on who you guys are and a uh, little history of um, you know growing up in NA? So let's start with you, Jack. Who's Jack Morin? Uh, so I moved here in second grade. Um, ever since then, I, I went through like the youth programs for sports, played baseball, basketball, and I played soccer for a few years. Um, now in high school, I'm a two-sport athlete. I'm a captain for both the baseball and now the basketball team. Awesome. And how about you, Jackson? Uh, well, uh, I moved here in uh, third grade from Chicago, so I kind of grew up there. But ever since then, I've been playing uh, three sports in the youth programs, baseball, soccer, and basketball. And uh, I've been enjoying them throughout high school and for my entire life. Yeah, I forgot you're a transplant from Chi-Town and big fan of all the Chicago sports teams out there, correct? Yeah, it's uh, it's it's not it's not looking good right now, but you know, kind of kind of tough being away. a Bulls fan right now, isn't it? Oh, I just ignore that franchise yeah. altogether. They're yeah. a mess right now. All right, so let's get down to it. Um, one of the things you both touched on that I did want to talk about first is you are multi-sport athletes, um, and I've known both of you to be three-sport athletes up until I think the end of your sophomore year. And uh, Jackson, you're a um, we had a very talented soccer team this year. You're on that team and obviously the baseball team. And uh, Jack, um, you know, obviously you're on our basketball captain right now on a team that we're excited about, as well as a longtime member of our baseball program. So I want to ask you guys, toughest thing about being a multi-sport athlete in these days and the most rewarding or the best thing about being a multi-sport athlete? So how about you, Jack? What, what would you answer that? Uh, I think the toughest thing is just being able to manage the like two sports at once um from the start of high school during basketball season i've had to you know work at baseball at the same time so it gets tough to fit in the two at the same time but like um the most rewarding thing is getting like all these new relationships with all these kids uh you you really learn a lot of kids throughout the process and you learn a lot of coaches and um i think it's just great because you know you go from or last year we had basketball and I, that was a completely different culture than the baseball team but like it was great to just be on the bo both teams like month after month like uh, i really enjoyed it so you've you've enjoyed being a multi-sport athlete and wouldn't change that for the world no good for you all right jackson how about you in terms of the question about being a multi-sport athlete i mean like coming from chicago i really had no friends and like being an athlete for multiple sports teams just gave me an opportunity to like create new friends and create new bonds with teammates that uh like you wouldn't do if you only focused on one sport so that's what kind of i picked up from it that like you just get more opportunities to become like closer with people and build stronger bonds especially with coaches and like your teammates obviously too 
And like also, I feel um if you play more sports and like you get they help you in your other sports like basketball like hand eye coordination helped me with baseball and vice versa like soccer my my footwork helped me in basketball and baseball too it just I was like it just helps you a lot more and the only disadvantage I'd say would be like Jamo said like the conflicts like I remember back in like middle school I'd have a soccer game and baseball game at the same time so you'd have to pick one over the other and just those were the just tough decisions that you had to make that like you would think you'd be letting your teammates down but you have to like go to your other game that's the only like disadvantage of being a multi-sport athlete yeah I mean we we did a podcast about a year ago with probably in my 30 plus years here the uh the most decorated three-sport athlete in, in North Anna Jake McElroy um, and he talked a lot about that. A lot of the similar things you did as far as scheduling and juggling things and running one thing, whatever. But um, as he eloquently said in his podcast, he wouldn't change it for the world. He loved being a three-sport athlete. And obviously, Jake's continuing to have success as a postgraduate student at Brockter and uh, and then heading off to Holy Cross to play baseball. So um, thanks for uh, giving a little feedback on that. Let's So let's talk a little bit about baseball. I joke with you off here that our illustrious uh, Eagle Tribune editor, Bill Burt, describes North Andover as a baseball town. Um, and although I think we, we've had some really successful baseball, I always look at it as we're a very successful sports town uh, and not one specific uh, sport in, in general. And being here as long as I have, we've seen, I've seen a dynasty in wrestling. I've seen some really good basketball programs. Uh, uh, some of our girls' teams are incredible. And obviously baseball. Baseball's been very successful the last number of years in particular. So let's talk a little bit about growing up playing baseball as a youth, young kid, uh, little league, youth baseball. What was it like for both of you on that as young baseball players? Uh, I thought it was great. You know, little league, I always played with my friends, so – I mean, me and Jackson have always been on the same team since like since he moved here. So it's been great. Um, it's like, what was I gonna say? It's like when I moved here, um, I met all these kids, and you know, growing up with them and playing baseball with them is just like something I always looked forward to. So now that I get to do it at the highest level, and now like we won a championship last year, it's like it kind of like makes all that hard work that. I, I put in as a young kid like actually pay off in the end um I, I think it's just great to see that work out absolutely what about you Jackson um the thing I liked about Little League though like um it kind of prepared you for like those big moments I mean back in like 12U districts like when your team was like supposed to go to Williamsport like you'd have all these people come out to your games and like you they'd just be watching you and you'd just be loving it because like like everybody's just watching you play the game that you love I mean it's kind of like it's, it was awesome for me back then, and it kind of just prepared me for, like, our Super A run this year in high school seasons. Yeah, I think our youth baseball program does a really good job of, you know, kind of really building up, you know, you know, every year everybody has aspirations to end up in Williamsport, and, and that's a really tough thing, but, uh, you know, we've had some successful teams in the districts, and uh, it's kind of built towards that, that feeder program towards Todd, Todd Doolin's high school mm-hmm. program, so... Um, let's let's talk a little bit about this this Super Eight year from last year. So, as I told you, I started to pick up steam following you guys when probably you won your you know your first number of games, and people were starting to tell me this team's pretty special. Um, how did the st- season start off for you guys? Um, and, you know, and obviously March, April, lousy weather. You know, just kicking it off. How how did the season start off for you guys? Um. Going into the first game, I, I knew we were going to be a good team. Um, you know, just on paper, we had you know a 
good like great great players and um like halfway through the season we hit like a little road bump where we lost a few games but i think no no one on our team really gave up which i think was like the most important thing like we dealt with adversity very well and you know at towards the end of the season like we we always knew we had a chance to you know win that state championship which is always our goal and when we got to that super eight uh there i don't think there were any doubts at all uh we we were the eight seed so you know everyone was doubting us from the beginning but um and for people who don't know, the eighth seed is the last seed last, in the Super Eight, yeah, we were the last so you immediately have to go at the number one seed, yeah. uh, which is a tall task. And uh, the eighth seed ends up coming out winning it. Yeah, so we we were given the eighth seed, and we had to play Franklin, and they were known as just like they were said to be the best team in the state. So you know everyone expected us to just go into that game and and lose, but I don't think anyone in the whole program doubted us, which I thought was the most important thing. It's as like after we won that game i think that's really when our eyes opened up and we actually thought like oh like this is our tournament to win so jackson like do you agree with with jmo in terms of that this group of guys in this in this dugout so to speak um just never believed they could fail that they always could be in a game and 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 take a win i mean Going into this season, after the past couple of seasons with early exits from the playoffs, I think we just had a whole different mentality going into this season. Like we we wanted that state championship. Like we didn't stop working from that first day. Like we all knew like we did not want that early playoff exit. We wanted to do something special this year. And I think that's like the the seniors, I think they established that like kind of mentality early on in tryouts and like in our early practices. So I think that's what really helped us from the start of the season going towards the end of the season. We had that mentality even from when we lost those couple of games in the middle of the season to the Super 8 championship. We still had the mentality of like, we got to do this. We can do something special. And I think that's what really helped us throughout the entire season. Awesome. Both of you guys know that I'm really big into um, team culture, whether it be playing teams or, you know, Jackson, you know what it's like working in the summer here, our culture that we have here in the summer. Uh, JMO, we actually just did the the high school boys basketball team culture night, which I thought was an, an amazing night with you guys. Um, tell me about the baseball culture, because you said to me when we did the basketball uh, workshop two weeks ago that the baseball culture that you were on last spring was the best culture you've ever been part of. Explain that to me. Um, so every day after practice, um, we, we either got food, we went to someone's house, we had a pasta party, we had something. And, I, and it wasn't just like eight, nine kids. I think it was it was the whole, the whole team. Everyone was included. Even like Friday or Saturday nights, we'd go to someone's house and just like hang out with the team. And I thought that was great because it kind of just brought us together and created a bond between every single kid in that team. And especially in baseball, it's, it's really important that you trust every single kid on the field at, at the same time. So building that bond with these kids was, was I think the most important thing and the reason why we won uh, the, the title. Um, I, I myself trusted every single kid on the field at, uh, at all points. And, you know, that culture that we had last year, I don't think anyone can take away from us. Would you agree, Jackson, the, the culture was really good? Oh, I mean, the culture was amazing. Like, just like Jamo said, that was one of the best cultures I've ever been a part of, like, in my entire life. I mean, just the day in and day out, being able to, like, 
joke around with the same people day after day after day. It's kind of like you could just tell like we had a brotherhood, like we had a bond together. Like nothing can break that bond. I mean, that's how we just we are together to the end. I think that's what it really was about. Now, who who was probably Im- instrumental in creating that culture? Was it Coach Doolin, the staff? Was it more of the seniors, Jake McElroy, Sebastian Keene, those guys? How, who built the culture last year that was so good? Uh, I, I mean, Coach really, uh, he did a great job in allowing us to be ourselves. But I think, like, the seniors are really what brought us together. Um, they were kind of like, out of the three, the three or four captains, they were kind of like the extra coaches on the field, which is was very important. Like, they... If, if something went wrong, like, they didn't get on us or, like, yell at us or, like, make us hang our heads. Like, they kind of picked us up, which I, I thought was, like, the most important thing. Um, they kind of just made baseball feel like just, like, an, a comfortable place to be every single day. And, you know, for that, like, I'll be forever grateful for that. For sure. Now, let's talk about Coach Doolin. So you guys don't know this, but when I first started here, Coach Doolin was a multi-sport athlete himself at North Andover, very talented, uh, very talented baseball player. I actually watched him a lot on the football field, very, very talented athlete. Um, he's obviously come back to coach. He actually coached a number of sports. He'll be known mm-hmm. as the baseball coach, but he also coached girls basketball uh, and another other things um, that he's actually helped out with the football program. So tell me a little bit about Coach Doolin. Um, what makes him uh, the coach that this team needed last year? Um, and just you know, a little bit maybe about who he is to people that may not know him as more than just the guy that he's a teacher and a coach. Um, every, every day he was putting in the same amount of work, if not more than us, which was very important. Like he preached hard work and, you know, I think – the drills he put us through really like like it was it was hard work but we knew that um it was gonna pay out in the end and you know he always he always like preached hard work and all this stuff and I think he was like very instrumental in why we got as far as we did do you agree with that too Jackson I mean you could see that he was invested in this baseball team like some days on rainy days, like in his free period, you could just see him working on the baseball field, trying to make it like able for us to play. Cause you know, that thing down there, it's not the greatest yeah. thing. You need all the work you can get. Like we saw that he, like he wanted this just as much as we did. And we could see that, but also like just the way that he coached, like we were a team that like we can push our, ourselves, but when we needed it, like he would let us push each other. But when we needed it, he would be the one to push us all, I think. And that's what like, helped us a lot because when it like came down to it he would get on us and i think that's what really helped us in the end now you also had a good staff of the number of people but one named dave blank is a, a big time baseball guy for many many years in our community in the region uh, tell me about dave blank a little bit he just has so much baseball knowledge and it's just a great uh, leader to have on that program um you could go to him with any question you know he you know that he'd have the answer to that which is like it's a it's a great person to have on the, on the team Jackson, tell me at what point, and again, we start the spring sports uh, in the snow in March, and uh, uh, it carries through the spring. At what point did this team think they were super eight good? I mean, like, I was like going into the season, obviously, we knew we were going to be good. But I think um, after like our first win streak, when we were undefeated for that certain amount of games, I think we all realized that we could do something special with this team, I think, like. 
um, our coach Doolin, he purposely scheduled like a really tough schedule for us. Like, so our resume could be good enough to get into the super eight, but I thought like when we could beat those teams on, t- on our tough schedule, I think that's when we all realized like we're going to do something special this year. So the guy that gets mentioned a lot on this team uh, is Sebastian Keene. Um, some people say it was your best best player. I don't most people won't disagree with that. Um, obviously, a very talented player who's who's taking his uh, his talents to a different level now, both in college and post, hopefully the pro game. How good is Sebastian Keene, JMO? Yeah. So I I caught Sebastian for two almost three years, and he's unbelievable like to say the least and uh it's 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 god-given talent but at the same time it's the work that he puts in um he's in my opinion by far the hardest worker on our uh, on our team and you know that work ethic kind of like spread to other kids which made us work harder every single day which i mean i don't think he meant for that to happen but i i think i think that's what happened absolutely talk about some of the other players on the team who were some of the other uh, guys that you know played obviously lots of lots of minutes I mean lots of innings during the game and uh, that were instrumental in this team getting to that super eight um, I mean Jake McElroy I think like obviously he gets talked about a lot for like being this multi-sport athlete but I think that baseball is his least talked about sport but he this could be like his best sport I mean sure. he was crucial to our team like he was our leadoff hitter like if he if he went like our team like if he did good our team won i mean he was just like our our offense i think our offense like kind of ran through him like it kind of like it just like he if he got on base he would score like he would get us a run every time i think that was was kind of crucial to this season sure i i also think a name that isn't really talked about much is uh thomas finn um in his younger years in high school he was actually an infielder but last year uh he was moved to right field and you know he had didn't say a word about it. He went out there and played his hardest every day. And um, he was actually – he was put at the bottom of the lineup too, and he had no complaints. He went out there. He did his, his, the best he could. And act, he was one of the best players on our team by far. And, you know, he put in a load of hard work. And, you know, not many people talk about him, but I think he should be one of the most talked about kids on our team. Sure. Let's uh let's give everybody a shout out and don't miss anybody because they're probably gonna listen to this podcast. Name the guys on that Super Eight Championship team. All right, so we got Sebastian Keen, obviously Joe Quinlan, Thomas Finn, Jake McRoy, got me, we got Jackson Berwick, got Dylan Caporal, Eric Whitehead, uh, Trevor Crosby, Brett Dunham. You know, we got Will Fitzgibbons, our pinch runner, favorite pinch runner. Uh, even. Uh, Matt Pomizano, uh he he took a lot of hard work, like a lot of practice things away from me, which uh, it made me perform well in the game. Yeah, yeah. I mean, um, you could just tell like the players that don't get the recognition were like those like people who didn't like really get in the game, but the, sure. those practice guys. I mean, they kind of like they made us work hard, like they pushed us too, like they wanted to prove something to Doolin for. Like not that like that last season and for later. So I mean, they kind of made us work harder too because they wanted like they were pushing us too. I think that's what really helped. Like Max Wolfgang, um, Paul Fernandez, uh, Brian Vaza, uh, Derek Finn, De- the, the big the big name of the Super Eight, Brendan Holland. Our oh yeah, savior. yeah. Brent, yeah. He was the kid who started the Super Eight championship game. I mean, he was just 
unbelievable this yeah. entire season. He like uh, he got overshadowed by Seb because like obviously he's Sebastian Keen, but Brendan Holland had it. An insane year this year. I think as a sophomore, he was like, like doing like last year was telling us like he had big expectations for this guy and like he was a like you know I think Rick you've seen Brendan Holland. He's a very slim figure. Oh, yeah. Like he's yeah. he's very like he didn't seem like he could be this good and like this year he came out and he just pitched amazing for us and I think that really like he he carried us. Sometimes. He's a really good kid too. Yeah. Um, so tell me about the town of North Andover. So, um, I, h- how were they supporting you guys through this? I know as we got to the Super 8 run, I had to adjust my spring work schedule so guys could get to the game to down to support you guys. How do you feel the town of North Andover supported you in this run through the entire season? Um, how many? I think there were like 3,000 people at the finals. And in that Haverhill Stadium, it's like, it's not there's not much place to sit but if you looked around there, there was no empty spots and you know it's just it felt good to us because we were like oh like we finally made it here like all these people are coming to watch us here and even like throughout the season we we had a small bleacher uh like right next to our dugout but every game that was filled and you had like a row of kids and parents down the this the foul line and um it really like brings out the best in you just knowing that people are there to like watch you guys and you know it's just a great feeling to have it really is now um obviously sebastian's off at northeastern we talked about jake um heading to holy cross next year uh jmo roger williams correct yes sir okay and you've got a number of other guys that plan to play um in uh in college uh, my boy brett dunham uh, yep. got his offer this year pretty proud of him so tell me a little bit about this program going forward and let's delve into what do we expect from this year is the expectations as high can this team get back to the super eight uh what do you guys think on that whole thing i think it's uh it's kind of a lot like basketball we we lost a lot of guys from last year and you know i think a lot of people are going to be down on us but i actually think we're going to be really good this year just like the culture we have and the brotherhood that we it's not it's not going to be lost like we're still going to have that and i think that's going to will us towards hopefully another state championship because that's always the goal what do you think jackson i think like um a lot of people like obviously we're going to miss our seniors a lot but what people don't realize is that like our underclassmen i think coming up are like really talented and i think that's what during soccer season that's what helped us like we had four sophomore starters on the field and they all stepped up and like played at like a senior level like I think that's what our underclassmen can do for us this season. I mean, I think we're we're we can make another run at the Super Eight this year. Nice. Now, Jackson, um, you you looking to play either baseball or soccer in college yourself? I mean, not like at the um, like team level, but I was looking on doing like club, like sure. club baseball or something like that. Like I was gonna try and do rec league basketball, just like. Just yeah. to do something for fun, I guess. Have you thought where you're going to go next year? Um, right now, I, my top three schools probably be uh, UMass, Amherst, Providence, and uh, UNH. Great schools. Mm-hmm. And obviously good club programs there, too, for you guys to get involved with that. That's great on that. 
so we got a, a special time coming up here, and I just found out that the basketball game is canceled tonight due to uh, the snowstorm or the snowstorm that's supposed to be here. Um, but during halftime or before the game, there was going to be a special presentation with all the college guys being home, too, that you were going to hang the Super 8 banner in the Crozier Fieldhouse. Um, obviously, a special moment like that. Uh, offline, I told you, Jackson, is that kind of like when the Celtics hang the banner at the Garden? Um, I know Co I saw Coach Doolin in the hallway. He's very pumped about this. Tell me what it's going to be like hanging a first-ever Super 8 banner in the in the Fieldhouse. I mean, like, I think we've all been waiting for, like, when we're going to get recognized, like, like this year, I guess for like, cause we just got our rings and like Doolin was like promising. Like he said earlier, we're going to do like Thanksgiving of the Super Bowl or of the Turkey bowl game. And I think that's, we all got a little excited about that, but then uh, it didn't work out. Cause I don't think enough college guys were back yet. But then um, he said about this game, I think we all got a little excited too to like finally like put our banner up, I think, and be put like in North Andover history. Well, I'm hoping there's a there's a big crowd, obviously, to cheer you guys on because it is quite an accomplishment. Jack, let me ask you a question. I've gotten to know you really well, and uh, and you are a flat out baseball player. There's no doubt about it. I've always known that. But um, what people don't know is you become a pretty good basketball player. Would you agree? I would agree. You would agree. Um, definitely very improved shooter and everything else. But I've gotten to know your family over the years, and your father is a big influence in your life, and he was a you know, a former big-time uh, coach. What's his influence been on you in the game of baseball? So I started playing baseball at a very young age, but it, it wasn't forced on me. I, I think it was kind of just, like, introduced into my life, and if I wanted to do it, then I could do it. And, and, you know, it was just fun for me at a young age. And growing up, he's just been, like, like that second coach that I always have at home. Like, I come home from a bad day, he'll be like, oh, like your swing's not there today, you gotta improve that tomorrow. And it's, it's just like a great, you know, influence to have at home because like, he's not gonna be at the field at all times. So, um, I really, I'm really um, grateful for him. Yeah, pretty lucky to have that. And you have a brother, Connor Morin, yep. who uh, is playing up in New England College. Yep. And Connor works for us here too. And I affectionately always tell Connor he's no longer known as Connor Morin; he's known as Jack Morin's brother. Yep. Uh, which he has accepted very readily, and uh, he's excited. So, obviously, we're going to have a second person in the Morin family playing uh, college baseball, so we wish you the best of luck with that. Let's talk a little bit as we start to wind this down. Um, I'd like you to both to kind of give a message to youth kids that are growing up right now. But Now, put yourself back when you both eloquently talked about when you first started to play baseball as a young kid back even before Little League and then through Little League. What's your message you'd like to say to those young kids, those aspiring baseball players, or aspiring athletes in general, um, not just baseball players? What do you want to say to these young guys? I think one thing would be uh, don't take these, like, moments for granted. I mean, at one point, it will all end. But, I mean, just, like, this time that you would have with your teammates and, like, your coaches is special. So I think, like, you all really have to, like, enjoy it, like, as, as of right now. I think it's a really special time. So live in the moment yeah, and enjoy live in the every moment time. And enjoy it. It, yeah, enjoy it, yeah. What about you, J-Mo? Um, to go along with that, um, when I left Little League, even even to this day, I always say I would kill to be back in Little League. Like those those twelve U district games are still to me like the the greatest moments of my life. So like for those kids, like really enjoy that and you know cherish that. And then also I think it's very important that these 
uh, multi-sport athletes as younger kids, I think they should continue to do these uh, both sports because I think both or all sports that they're playing really do um, give you life lessons. And if, if you just stick to one sport, um, I don't think you're getting the best out of like your hard work and uh, playing basketball and baseball throughout high school has really created a lot of relationships for me with other kids and coaches and I think it's just really special and um, for these kids who want to continue to do one sport I, I advise them to do two if not three because there's lots of things that you can gain from these different sports well said both of you I want to ask you I, I tend to talk to a lot about people's mentors and people that have influenced them Jackson in terms of baseball who's been your biggest influence in, in, in your love for the game Honestly, probably uh, I probably would have two for baseball would be uh, my grandfather and my brother. I mean, my grandfather he he is one of the biggest baseball guys I know. Like he can go all the way back to like the 1920s and name players and stuff like that. So I mean, he kind of introduced me to the game of baseball and like that's where I got my first love for it. And my brother, I think he just made like I wanted to catch up to his level. He he played baseball when he was in high school, and I think. Me and him both competed at a young age on like who could be better, and I think that's what really helped me a lot with my baseball career. That's great. How about you, JMO? Biggest influence in the game of baseball for you? Gonna have to say my dad. Um, I've always, we've always played baseball together, and you know, there's just some special moments that you can never take from us. And I think it's, um, you know, a great person to have in my life. Uh, Jackson said his brother, and uh, I just want to say, Connor was never my. Uh, my role model, I, I always thought I was better than him, and uh, to this day, I still think that. So, I would say my brother's a role model, more of like a, an influencer, yeah, competitor. I don't <laughs> know about an influence, but you know, I, I always thought I've been better than him, and I still think I am. Well, I do got to tell you though, Connor is a living legend at the men's softball league oh, during yeah. the summer out here, where routinely he lands balls up on Milk Street. That's why I refuse to park up there during the summer. So. <laughs> All right, got a couple last questions, and we'll let you guys get out of here. Um, take me uh, to that final game. You talked about 3,000 people. You talked about the, when, when and how did you feel during that day when it was all said and done uh, that you were the best baseball team in the state of Massachusetts? So, for like through the so Super 8 games are nine innings, and the – one the first thing through the eighth inning it was kind of like locked into the game and then we got to that ninth inning and you get the first out and you kind of got a little rush and then you get the second out and you're like oh like this is really gonna happen and then the last kid hit a ground ball the shortstop I was like oh my god like this is gonna happen and you know I don't even remember like what I did I kind of just like dropped my stuff and I ran out there and it, it was kind of like a blur at the time and then it didn't really hit me for a few days and then um one day like we were just all hanging out again because you know we just had a great brotherhood and that's when it finally hit me I was like oh my god like we are state championships like we're a state championship team like no one can ever take that from us how about you Jackson I mean on that last play when that ground ball went to Jake and he tossed me the ball at second base for that final out I just like I couldn't believe what actually just happened like um St. John's Prep obviously is a great baseball program like they're famous for their baseball program and I think uh, we when we beat them, I think that like made a statement like we can compete with these schools, and I think like that it was just like an awe of like I think everybody was just like 
what did we just do? I think it was just a moment of just like pure joy for me. And I can tell just how you're talking right now. You guys, you're reliving this right mm -hmm. now. This mm -hmm. is a great feeling for you guys. And I'm sure when they hang the banner in the field house, you could, it's all going to rush back again. Oh, yeah. Sure. Let me tell you, I'm both proud of both of you guys. I, I get to see you. Uh, I'm not a baseball savant, um, but you guys have worked for me. You guys have hung out here at the youth center. I'm very proud of the young men that you guys have become. And uh, I'll go to your point, JMO, life lessons. Um, and I think uh, baseball, as well as many things in your life, are going to help you guys become unbelievable adults and productive and you know, hopefully give back to the community that's been really good to you guys. Um, and as you go on to your own life and have your own kids, um, be those influences that your grandfather and your father and your brother, uh, along with you, JMO, with your father and brother and other people too, you know, and give back um, and keep this great game of baseball going and uh, keep this town uh, being known as a great um, sports town in general. So, I want to thank you on behalf of everybody here at the Youth Center to come out on the Youth Center podcast. Uh, and you guys were great. Thank you, Rick. I really enjoyed this. Yeah, thank you for having us. So this wraps up another podcast. Um, we're excited. We'll have this up later today in the snowstorm, and uh, people can uh, check it out tonight on all of our podcast sites as well as our Youth Center YouTube channel. Uh, next week during Christmas week, we got a really special podcast bringing our old friend Anthony Sideri back, um, who I've seen grow into be from a young kid all the way to a, a husband, a father, a business owner, and he's coming in to talk about something that he talks a lot about to kids in this town, addiction, a lot of his own experiences and things that we're working with that. So excited to have Anthony. And then we'll, um, we're going to be having uh, the announcement of who the youth of the year for the youth center is and we'll be um, having a podcast with them as we start the new year again as we always say if you have any um, ideas for us for topics uh, let us know if you have ideas for guests or people that want to come on the podcast let us know we're trying to do this every week and I want to thank everybody for supporting our youth center podcast and as we finish every podcast we always say too much passion is never enough passion